Welcome back to another great day podcast. I'm your host and friend, Mayor K. Thank you so much for being here. And if it's your first time, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Thank you so much for your love and support. You can find us on all the podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave back some feedback. Five stars or you got some comments, some feedback. I want to hear. I want to hear from you. I want to make this as great and as best. And if you have someone you have in mind you want to see on the show, here on the show, uh, I said actually see as well because you can actually see these podcasts as well on my YouTube channel, FYI. Um, so yeah, definitely let me know. Uh, let's be in communication. This is a podcast after all. <laughs> right now, I am wearing a big smile on my face just thinking about today's podcast guest. In under two years, he's become one of the most famous, successful, and likable singers in the whole Jewish world. He's got the moves, the voice, and smile. He's the full package. I love this man's energy. Over this past summer, we went on a road trip together with a few of his friends. Um, it was so much fun. And we filmed a music video on the way. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. And so without further ado, get out of your seats, wherever you find yourself. Be weird. If you're on the subway, just dance, move your bate, move your feet, and help me welcome the one and only Mordechai Shapiro. Mordechai Shapiro, it's good to have you here. Hey, you. How you doing? How What's you doing? What's up, Mayor? It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming out, my thanks man. Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, listen, jumping right into it, my man, you are you are a talented individual, right? Thank you, thank you. What are you not good at? <laughs> that is, I don't know. That, I, that I, is literally the classic interview question. Like, you, you do a Google search. What is an interview question? What are you not good at? I mean, you know what the classic answer is? What's that? I just work too hard, you know uh, what I'm saying? I, I just see. I bring my work home to my family. Right, right. You you bring, you bring it. You bring it. But, no, but the, on a serious but, uh, yeah, note, bring it down seriously though. What am I not good at? Or not so serious. Yeah, I'm not you? great at public speaking. Okay. Or though I truth is I don't have much experience, but people have been asking me to public speak and I'm just I'm nervous. People think, "Come on, you you're on stage in front of thousands of people. You do music videos. You're you're always in the spotlight." Shouldn't yeah. it be easy? And it's so not. It's just a different talent that I, I may not have the tools now. Maybe if I trained and studied and uh, educated myself, maybe I'd be able to improve my game there. But right. right now, speaking publicly is is a fear that I have. I hear that. You know, absolutely. Recently, I just did a public speaking course called Mic Drop with Rush Lowe. And the philosophy behind that whole program was is that most of us, all of us, we're not born not being public speakers or being afraid of the limelight. Throughout life, as kids, we, we love it. But as we grow older, stuff happens in our lives. We have challenges that you know blockade us, that block us, and then we start losing confidence and are afraid of the of, the, of public speaking. And through that process, specifically with Rush Lowe, I was able to. We, he worked through my story. We figured out what were my what things that blocked me that I want to have to work through, and then I presented that as a speech. Public speaking, and so like my biggest fears, my biggest doubts of myself, put it out there, and through that, you know, broke my fear. Well, I always actually personally enjoy public speaking, but it was you actually, don't or you do? I do, yeah, I do. Actually, I always felt comfortable on stage, but actually, giving over that specific speech um, was a, a lot more. That was more exciting than usual. I was really putting right. in a place, but who knows? Maybe that's something I, right. that you I know? don't doubt that I can probably learn some technique mm -hmm. and delivery skills. But there's a lot of, you know, just vocabulary alone. I wasn't a big reader as a kid. And kids, read your books. And I'm trying to get my kids, my children now to read because reading is like so crucial to just expand your knowledge of history and vocabulary. And when you speak, you want to just, you can prepare, prepare. But, you know, when you have just 
that sweet, sleek delivery, you know, that's something you can be, uh, you know, to learn as a kid. And I, I kind of didn't read enough. So, but I, I could probably improve a little bit. I hear that. I hear that. Well, I mean, talking about it as as a kid, let's let's go back to um, just for those who are listening. Mordechai Shapiro is a uh, is a well known uh, Jewish singer. Um, you know, let's talk let's talk about like those pre days before you were known as as the Mordechai Shapiro that we know today. Tell us a little bit about your history, about growing up, your family, and and what led you to uh, to your singing career. So I grew up, grew up in Muncie, New York. I am the youngest of seven. Wow. Yeah. And uh, all six of my siblings sing. Got it. It's a kind of a cool story. My mother and father both sing. My father's been a uh, chazan in a shul for almost uh, 40 years. Chazan in a cantor. Is a, uh, cantor, cantor in, for, in a shul for the high holidays. And throughout the year, uh, my mother was uh, was like a pro opera singer. And uh, when she was um, on the fence, when she was like 18 of, of jumping into that world, um, she decided to be more religious and, you know, take another path, uh, getting married and raising a family. But she is phenomenal. And I get a lot of my color and technique from both of them um, and from my siblings. I mean, growing up, you know, our family was always singing together at uh, at family get togethers and on the uh, Shabbat dinners. Um, so I learned a lot from them. And um, when I was eight, I joined Miami Boys Choir. Which was, uh, you know, the most well-known boys choir, Jewish boys choir at the time. And, um, you know, that was my first uh, my first experience to being on stage in front of thousands of people, touring the world. We went on tour all over the place when I was eight, nine, which was pretty crazy. That's crazy. A little I mean, homesick. I, I remember as a kid, I mean, uh, as I, we used to watch Miami Boys Choir all the time. And it was yeah. a, a dream of mine to be part of Miami Boys Choir. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really may cool. be able to hook that up. Yeah, until now today. <laughs> wow, that'd be very interesting. I'm just gonna trim the beard, maybe. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Join the Miami Boys Choir. Yeah, but, sorry, um, but that was my first experience, and uh, it homesick, gave me. Huh? Inc- yeah, it was major homesick, major. But thank God I had my older brother Duvi, who was in the choir with me. Mm. So like, we'd be in like Mexico. I'd wake up like crying. He'd be like, "Bro, just relax." He was in the choir with you. He as was well. in the choir with me. Very cool. So that was great. That was great. He took care of me, and he was a big soloist. I followed in his footsteps. And ended up being one of the main guys. And that gave me just incredible experience and comfort on the stage, which people even tell me now. You know, it's so apparent that, you know, there's a lot of singers out there. And and, and like I said, speaking is not one of my things. And for some performers, performing happens to be not not their strength, right. you know. Um, but but being on stage as a kid gave me incredible experience in that, in that sense. And, um, you know, as I went through high school, I kind of took a break singing professionally out there my voice was cracking you know as as all uh kids do at that age um so you carried on singing through your teen years as well i was singing but not on any professional uh just for fun just for fun you know with my buddies on the bus in the shower oh yeah (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right we'll get to that we'll get to the bus (laughs) fiasco later on and then when i was uh you know when i when i got my voice my adult voice back i jumped into training which is so crucial for any singer that wants to take themselves seriously. Training is huge. Training is a big part of your training part is of your day huge. Schedule. I still train every day. Wow. Now I, I train with a teacher weekly, but I do the exercises myself every day, uh, whether I have a job or not, just to keep myself in 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 my zone, um, keep myself healthy. Um, they say your voice is like you're like the Jewish Celine Dion when it comes to. It. No. <laughs> Actually, one of my teachers was Celine Dion's teacher. Really? Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you said that as a joke, but yeah, that's I that's was a funny. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I got jokes, bro. I got yeah, jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so William Riley, his name is. Okay. He trains Josh Groban, trains Celine Dion. Mm. So uh, we've been training for, Yo, for a little while. Give, give us a tune. Give us, give us that note. Give us that mm, magic note. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, what else? So I jumped into training. I started slowly doing some uh, bar mitzvahs and little birthday parties for whatever people would pay me. Sometimes for no money, just to get myself out there. And this was what, specifically what time of your when was this? The beginning of your career where you were you were married, you were single. I just got married when I started doing these small parties. And you were living here in the states. I was living here in the states, and then I decided my dream was to live in Israel. So I uh, I jumped ship from here. How old were you? And you had a kid? I was twenty one. Twenty one years married, old. You got married with a kid. Wow. Actually, when I was twenty one, I had two kids already. At twenty one, you were two kids. Yes. Holy so, moly! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife and I got married at twenty. Had a kid that's, pretty quickly. That's love. Wow, and then a baby uh, another year later. So I was 21 with two little, two little, two little kids, two little girls. And uh, then we made. We and decided right then and there. You have two kids. You just got. Let's go to Israel. I always had a dream go. to move to Israel. Um, you know, we did it legally. We're citizens now. Um, after a couple of years of trying to rough it there, music was very hard. You, you know, were, these you were pursuing music in Israel. I was trying. But I didn't really have the opportunity. Um, being an English speaker, is you know speaking Hebrew, I was definitely far from fluent. I picked it up, you know, um, but I was far from fluent. And uh, the Israelis were not really feeling my game, you know. <laughs> I'm an American singer. I grew up on American music, Jewish, but also American. And uh, it was too hard. So after three years, my wife said, "That's it. We're going back to America." And it was a tough decision. But by then, but, you had like what ten kids. <laughs> 13 Thir- oh, 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 Now nice. by then we still had two okay. And uh, we moved back And then I jumped right back in To the market over here You know bar mitzvahs, parties And then wedding And then you know one wedding lead to, led to another Then I made my first album And then one of my big songs came out and the rest is, uh, is kind of history. Wow. So let's let's go to that point. So where where exactly was that turning point from just becoming a you know, bar mitzvah wedding singer to becoming the superstar that you are today? I think a lot of um, I I know I have personal some friends who are trying to break into the singing into into singing career in, in the Jewish world and even others. You know, there, there's always that like okay, the safe zone of being a bar mitzvah singer, being a wedding singer, uh, a party singer. How what do you think it was, and what steps could one take? Do you think to switch over to like that? becoming that well-known brand. So it's a great it's a great question. When I wanted to get involved, you know, a lot of the bands that I I called everybody. That was my like I don't know who told me but just like get educated, speak to singers, speak to producers, speak to band, you know, producers. Speak to anybody and everybody that you can and just learn. And I did. And a lot of people would were not didn't have the time to give me or maybe weren't interested in giving me the time of day. This isn't a sob story. This is just the truth. They, People are busy and I get it. And for that reason now, you know, that I have uh, somewhat of a platform, I, I take every phone call. I don't care if it's an 11-year-old boy who likes to play drums. I spoke to yesterday just to give him some inspiration. That's something I promised myself that if I would ever make it in, in some way that I'm going to help. Because when I was trying, I didn't get much help. And a lot of the bands told me, you know, your, your friends are all getting married. You're 21, 22, 23. Sing at their weddings. I would go to my friends who like my boys. Right. I'm like, bro, let me do your wedding. <laughs> and they're like, so like. <laughs> That's awkward. Dude, like, you're good. But like, right. I, want, I want to get the top guy. Right. You know, it's my one day. Who's the top guy? Shweki oh, or, or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Daskal. There was a couple of big wedding singers at the time. 
and they were like, I want this day to be the greatest, and you know, you're really good, but I don't know if it's if it's your stage. I want you to come as a friend, you know, come as a friend, dance, it'll be great, you know. So that was very hard. I did have a couple of bands that said, you know what, we'll give you a shot. They said, come in, sing for us. They said, we see something in you. So I did, you know, a wedding here for 400 bucks. I did a wedding here for free. I did a, a guest appearance, you know, at Avram Fried, one of the biggest singers. So I joined a wedding that he was at and I did like two songs just to like get my feet wet. And um, you were grinding. And one one leap of faith that I did have to take when I, I used to do one man band stuff, me and a keyboard at like these bar mitzvahs and people, you know, I would tell people or, or even at an engagement party and I would be like, yo, I'm a wedding singer. And they'd look at me and like, you know, giggle a little bit and be like, dude, you're 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 so good at engagement parties. You're so good, but you're not a wedding singer. And I would be like, why not? They're like, you're, you're, you're in the keyboard. You know, that's your jam. So I decided one day I told my wife I'm dropping the keyboard. People cannot see me with a keyboard because, you know, when people see, you know, when people see something, that's just the way they apply their minds. And he's a keyboard player and he's not big leagues. So I said, you know what? No more keyboard. Dropping it. Wow. And um, it must have been hard because it was very hard. I was making I was making money. Right. You know, I was making 500 bucks. Engagement parties, like I said, birthday parties, two, three a week. I was making solid money. um, But I dropped the keyboard. It was a major leap of faith. I had a, I, I didn't take any engagement parties. People were calling me. They're like, what do you mean? You're the guy. You're the you're sick engagement party, birthday parties, 11-year-old. Bir-. I said, I'm not doing it. And then one wedding came, and then another wedding came, and then I just hopped into the wedding market. Boom. So that's how it kind of uh, went down. That's incredible. So it's like you're, what you're saying is like you didn't have much of a plan. You have to like you – know, there's that quote. I mean paraphrasing it where like you have to like leave – to like find new lands, you have to like leave side of the shore. Right. So like you have to let go of that keyboard. Even though it's comfortable, you have the money, you have the flow of income coming in. And like this is not it. It's not the brand I want to build for myself. I have to right. go out and do that. That takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts. 100%. That's actually – I mean as, as you and I got close over the last few years, we've had a lot of good talks about yeah. believing in yourself and – it's hard, you know? It's, it's, I don't know if it's something that you can learn or you can train or you can teach. I mean, we, we try to get inspired. We watch your videos. We watch, I watch inspiration, inspirational videos all the time, you know, be it like, um, you know, a little marathon in, in the Olympics, you know? Right. I'm sure you've seen that major viral video where a guy, like, twists his ankle yeah, or pulls his hamstring and, yeah. and his dad comes and I, holds that, him up. And literally, I'm bawling every time I watch that. <laughs> But um, but I try to take that and not just watch it and and I try to seize that feeling, and sometimes we have to take a leap of faith, a leap of faith, and those eventually hopefully lead to uh, along with everything else. You know, it's not always just about passion. I'm I'm rambling so much. I feel, I'm not even no, letting you talk. But you're, this, you know, it's I about tell, me, Morty. It's all about you, baby. I tell people that like people think that you know if you have the passion, then you're going to succeed. It's not that simple. You know, sadly, there are a lot of people. I mean, we we watch American Idol. We see some people that are like they swear they're going to be. I did it. I did. They 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 swear they're going to be the next American Idol, right. and then they get up there, and, and we're like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> like, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah, the judges that. are laughing, sometimes the crowd is laughing, and right. and they 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 promote that because they know it's funny. Jeez. There are people out there out there that are that are delusional. So it needs to be paired with talent. You know, hard work, training, and that passion. And when you put everything in a package together, you know, that's what leads to uh, hopefully the ultimate success. 100%. 100%. So when it comes down to, like you're saying, believing yourself and what, did you have somebody in your childhood who believed in you? Do you have a mentor that pushed you? Or 
was it just always the internal dialogue within yourself like hey Morty I could do this I could do this I'm focused and this is my dream I want to make it happen you know uh, again it always seems like such a cliche answer for me to say that I, I didn't have major inspiration pushing me into music um you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm afraid if my mom hears this, she's gonna like. <laughs> like my mother now is very proud of me. She comes to all my shows. Was she not? At sometimes when I was like in my teenage years, and I said I wanted to be a singer, I can't say she was totally on board. She, you know, she said, "Why don't you be a doctor? Be a lawyer? Be, you know, nice Jewish because, mother." Because I mean, and I hear like, how many singers make it? It's hard. You know what I mean? It's not so easy. if you look at the statistics, I mean. In a secular market, for sure, how many non-Jewish singers are amazing, amazing singers that just they're 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 begging for a job in a club for a hundred bucks, and if they get that, they're hot. You know, if they're not doing that, they're singing somewhere else for free just to try to get their names out there. There's so many people that can't make it. So you know, my mother was neither here nor there. She wasn't she wasn't totally ecstatic about it. Um, but I I I had my own kind of inspiration that I would not give up. Mm. I knew that I, I, I felt that I had what it, what it took and, um, and I, I went for it. But now she's, now she's on board. When was that turning point for your mother when she was like, okay, wow, Morty, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I can see that this is actually working out and like I'm proud for you or support you in this. Like, was uh, well, a I think moment? a lot of people in their college years have a lot of dreams, you know, many of them being unrealistic. Um, some being maybe a little bit more practical. So, you know, I, I'm wondering how I'm going to treat my kids. If my kids said, I want to, you know, I want to be in a band. It's like a total, like, joke. Like, imagine, like, in a movie and, like, you know, the son-in-law wants to be, like, I remember telling my in-laws that I wanted to be a singer. How'd that go? And they're like, what, dude? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> this is who we married our daughter like, off to? And they, like, a my dreamer. father-in-law was, like, is very protective yeah. of his daughter, my my wife. And they were like not so down. He's like, listen, you can just have a profession. You want to be a plumber? That's cool. You want to be an electrician? That's cool. Just have a trade. And I was like, singing is my trade. Singing is what I do. I'm good. And I, but at that time, I had nothing going for me. Like I said, I was doing birthday parties. You know, I'm like, I got, I got to leave this convo. I got a birthday party <laughs> at two good o'clock. Talk, good talk, good talk. Seven year old birthday party. And, uh, you know, it's, and I get it, you know, if my son, if I had a son-in-law that told me he wanted to sing, I'd probably also, even though I'm a singer, I'd probably also be a little, I don't know, hesitant because it's, like I said, so few make it. Um, that's interesting. So even though you're, and I'm not, you, you broke through the fact you, you actually became a success through it. You would still have a hesitancy to support your, the younger generation or your children to pursue their dreams. Yeah. I, I would be a little hesitant. You know, obviously I would be able to, if I can help in any way, I obviously would. Um, and I know that there's, you know, there's, there's, there's careers to be made and money to be made in this industry. Thank God. Um, but I, I would. You know, like I said, there are people that are delusional out there. I'm sure, you know, I don't know. I can't believe I'm talking about my daughter getting married. This is a crazy thought. <laughs> How old is she? She's eight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, but like, I'm just, you know, we're just talking yes. uh, yeah, yeah, philosophy. Yeah, go for it. Let it flow. Let she, it flow. Uh, you know, if she told me that her her, her, her dude wanted to sing, her, her husband-to-be wanted to sing, I would probably check him out. And I hear the ch ch That was my rifle. See if there was, like, something there or something, you know, not there. And then... You know, I would. I, I wouldn't just say chase well, your train dreams. Him. You could train him. Your, yeah, if I thought it was worth it, I would train him. <laughs> I would train him. But what's more worth it than your future brother-in-law doesn't exist yet? That's right. <laughs>
Right. But I think the turning point for my mom was when she saw that I was serious. Like I said, you know, so many of us have these dreams, but end up going on a more practical um, route to success. And, and um, when she saw that I was like, I was doing it, I was spending money and I was practicing every day. So I think that's key. When, when I think when our parents, like, I could relate to your story 100% because I had this, I, I still remember until today, sitting in the kitchen, it reminded me of like this um, interrogation room of sorts. It was it was dark outside. It was nighttime, one little light hanging in the kitchen. That right. I had my dad, mom sitting there. And, like, Love I, it. I'm sitting there. I was between uh, two schools because I was, once again, a mutual agreement that I should leave uh, from that school. I was happy <laughs> that I was going. They were happy I was going. And I was, my parents were like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be an actor. I want to be in the entertainment business. And, you know, the same reaction was like, seriously, though, like we had this conversation before. For this. It's not possible. You can't. Right. I mean, you're, you're you're Orthodox Jew, and the whole world of right. that it's, this doesn't go together. And I was just passionate. I was gun ho, and um, and for this for the longest of time, my parents were hesitant. You know, they also they want right. sec- they want security for their of kids, course. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. No, 100. percent And there's out for, and they're looking out for our own best interests. Yeah, 100%. But of course, we have their passions, and and so I kept on pursuing that. And I think it was only a turning point for my mother was when she I think she was when she started receiving my videos on her on her class whatsapp groups you know for a reunion that's like, awesome so when she started getting that from her friends sending my videos to her she was like all right this kid's onto something right always supportive always loving but like she really came around to was that of, was like, that your first viral video those were my first viral videos. so same here exactly yeah. my which is which was was which was my first you know major viral video um i think that's what maybe led my mother and father to just be like wow this is kind of legit um, we have no other choice but to support. No, I'm kidding, mom, dad. I love you guys. Yeah. But uh, you know that was that was the turning point for her. That's awesome. That's awesome. So shifting to like Schar Mitzvah and you have so many great hits. There, there has to be a pattern. I mean, you have an ear for music. You know how to sing. You know how to dance. But like, what does that process look like when it comes to music? You know, how does that look? Is it you know with the, you obviously have an ear for it. Is it the tunes? Is it the words? What connects with you that you're like, okay, this is a hit. I want to make this happen. So when I started, you know, I used to compose a little bit in high school. And um, when I started getting into the business on a serious level, you know, when I wanted to make an album, I was very insecure about writing my own music. Um, you know, I, I just didn't know how the world would take it. And I was like, I'm a young kid and I can sing, but composing is a whole different world that I just don't know if I can put myself out there, you know, because I'm already putting myself out there so much with my voice. And, and it's going to be all over iTunes and YouTube and and, and, and the stores you know, my, my album. So that was enough for me to put out there. I was nervous about composing, but, um, I put one of my songs on my first album, which didn't really go. It was a slow song, emotional kind of song, um, with a nice message. Didn't really go. So it didn't help with my confidence, but I, I, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a passionate guy. I believe in myself and I kept working on it. My second album, I wrote the song Machar, which is called, uh, you know, in tomorrow it means in in English. What's the theme of that song? What's the what's the message? Machar um, Shemesh Tizrach means tomorrow the sun will rise. So we, anybody that finds themselves in a troubled time, um, you know, be it a tragedy or you lose a job or you're going through um, family issues or whatever you may find yourself in, uh, the message of the song is to remind you that you know there's a tomorrow. And tomorrow the sun will rise. Tomorrow your your future will be brighter if you just you know pick your head up and uh, you 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 keep yourself inspired and you don't get stuck into your in your misery. Um, was there's always hope. So that song I wrote and and that was really like my my first song that went crazy. I mean it has almost three million views now on YouTube, wow. and um, it was a powerful message. 
Um, I think a song needs a, a, you know lyrics that are powerful, that are moving. Obviously, melody is very important, um, as important. And then a video, you know, a video's... Uh, people argue, you know, how important a video is when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, a rock song. Even some of the best songs in the world, you know, if you put a lousy video with it, would it still go viral on YouTube? Probably. I mean, you can argue about that for, for a while, you know, but, but I put together nice videos and um, and that showed me that people can embrace my compositions. So now I write and I work with other composers and um, I wrote a couple of other songs which did really well. Uh, the song that we just did together, Friends. Yeah, Friends was great. I co-composed um, with my producer, Yitzi Waldner. That was, an, that was a crazy turnaround as well. Like that, yeah. was, that was a whole crazy mission. I want to talk about that in a minute, but just on the topic of what you're saying about Machar, I love the whole message of it. Like the, the sun's coming up tomorrow, tomorrow. Exactly. I love it. Does uh, that song um, specifically, did that, was there something in your life that was going on that inspired you to like, compose that, to, to bring that to life? Um, I mean, there, there's always, you know, we go through a lot of things. Um, you know, I was close with a uh, a rabbi who lived in Israel, who was a very righteous, big tzaddik. Um, his name was Rav Avram Brandwine, and I was close to him. I was lucky to be close to him for many years. Um, he guided me, my family, through a lot of things when I was living in Israel. And um, he died um, of cancer. And uh, that was very hard on me, my wife, and our family. And just, you know, that was our, our, that was our, our leader. You know, he was he was he was helping guide us. Um, so when he passed on, it was it was very hard. So moments like that gave me um, the inspiration to write about remembering the future and that there is there is a bright future ahead for me, for my family and, and really for everybody. And it's a message that never gets old because we're always going through through troubling times, you know, Um so that's 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 part of the inspiration for that song, um, and also you know other troubling times that I went through. So I hear that. Yeah. Are there are there I mean um, other moments when you're like you show up to a gig or you're you know you're performing and maybe something happened that day and you're not in the mood to go out there and to be this you know the the performer that you are and to bring out these positive messages. Like, do those moments happen? And if they do, how do you push through that? So there are definitely times where I'm, uh, you know, I can't lie and, and say that I have uh, 100% of the energy every job going in, although I, I, I'm pretty sure that, by you know, once I'm starting and I'm on stage, I get myself to that energy. But after doing three, four jobs a week, sometimes five in crazy wedding season or concert season or like on Hanukkah or on some of these big Jewish holidays, I'm doing... Um, you know, sometimes 10 jobs a week. Wow, that's and, insane. And, you know, I, I got to be careful not to get burnt out. Um, so some ways I do that is, you know, I have outlets. Obviously, my wife is very supportive. She's a rock star. I'm, I have four kids now, thank God, and she's always there, um, you know, holding the fort down. Um, and it's also doing some some private um, some private visits sometimes give me the inspiration to to go on a couple of days ago i don't usually publicize these because uh, you know i want it to be about the the moment but a couple of days ago I, I i went to visit a girl who's who's eight years old um who has leukemia and she was having a birthday party and singing a song like machar was i almost couldn't get through the song wow. um i mean i was in tears i saw her father was in tears um 
you know, just thinking about how she is going with she's going through. And they told me she loves this song and it, and it gives her joy when she's in the hospital and those kind of things, that kind of feedback. And that moment for me is what is able to, uh, you know, get me through, um, you know, times where I may not have the energy. You know, I just think about a moment like that and uh, it gives me the inspiration to uh, to keep moving, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 extremely powerful. And that's that's amazing. And. To be a cause for so many people's, um, you know, positive outlook in life, and to put and help them get through, you know, their tough times. I found with myself when, yeah, when when I'm making someone else smile, it takes away a bit of my pain, you know, and makes it makes me feel good. Inside. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's one of the most amazing things. I mean, obviously, getting, you know, getting money to to do what we do is great, but when we can make a difference, and it's just the uh, shame shemaim, as we say, you know, for for really uh, no ulterior motives, um, just because we know we can make an impact on somebody's life um, for no money. Those are almost, you know, those are the most real uh, moments that we can grasp and be a part of. And, you know, those are so crucial for making me who I am, and I'm sure for you as well, you know. Oh, yeah. Abs- I mean, th- absolutely. Um, taking, a, taking a quick shift to... Um to, into the into the music world, you know, you've been you've been singing since you were a child, right? You've been around, and actually, there's a, I came across a video with you singing with Shweki, right. Jakob Shweki, um, at a concert. Which concert was that? Hatzala, United Hatzala in Israel. Hatzala. And yeah. then I just was in Israel right now. You just sang for them now as Mordechai Shapiro sharing. With oh, Jakob. oh, yeah, that was this concert was United Hatzala. The one when I was a kid yeah, was one, with uh, Miami Boys Choir. Oh, that was Miami Boys Choir. Miami Boys Choir, like Brooklyn College. Rachim. Rahim. Wow, very cool. So you've been you, so you've been in the music in the, in the Jewish music industry for some time now, right? And now we're here in 2018. You know, a bunch of years later, how do you feel the the Jewish music industry has shifted and changed, or has it from when you were a kid in Mary Boys Choir till till now? Well, it's it's changed in a lot of ways. I think everybody knows that you know CD sales and streaming has you know has changed because of iTunes. Um, you know the whole. Uh, YouTube has changed um, music videos, you know. Um, actually, funny, when I did that Rachim video with Shweki in 2001 or so, there was no YouTube. So a couple of years later, YouTube came out. 2005, was it? 2005. Something like that? Yeah, 2005. Five, 2005, 2006? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> we're a social, I'm a social media expert here. Right. Like, yeah, okay, 2005. Well, we were young, but... Yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah, that's what you guys are there for. Brandon, when was YouTube started? <laughs> My man. We're going to go 2005. So uh, in 2005, somebody like sent me this video of me and Shweki. It had like a million views. And I'm like, what is YouTube? They're like, YouTube is like this new thing where you could share videos. I'm like, what? A million views? What is this? What is like TV? It's like, I don't even know what it is. But a million um, views. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Something about the video. I mean, I heard a lot of Christians are inspired by this video because the words are about, you know, rebuilding the temple uh, of Israel. And um, I was blown away. Uh, so YouTube has, has been a game changer, you know. Um, Albums don't sell like they used to because people can share and people can illegally share and download mm-hmm. from YouTube or in their own ways. Um, so YouTube, you know, uh, music videos has become a major part of of uh, of an artist's uh, industry. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's changed in a lot of ways, but uh, so, I mean, and the style of music has it become has it shifted from I mean, from the like from the sounds of of yesteryear. Yeah, of, like, def- definitely, I mean, definitely. Jewish music is, is is has always been similar in a you know in a sense to secular music, even though it's so different. We're singing Hebrew. We're singing about you know uh, Jewish concepts and themes. But in terms of the style and genre of music, there's always been comparisons, you know, in terms of like the 90s uh, electronic, um, you know, how would you call that? You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, totally. like that the, 90s the feel. Whole, like, so if you of... listen to like the secular stuff and the Jewish stuff, like they're similar beats, similar sounds, yes. you know, like, the, tss, tss, you know, that. that... Hey. <laughs> right. So yeah. that started in, uh, in, you know, and then 2000, you know, the genres keep changing. Um, now pop music is so huge, so vast in secular market and also in the Jewish market, there are sounds that have never really been, um, out there, you know, we're, we're, we're putting out there and, uh, the world's embracing it, Mm. the Jewish world. For sure. And I mean, someone like yourself, you're, 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 you're an individual, you're different, I would say in a very good way from all the types of other singers out there. Do you find yourself being a Jewish singer in, in the religious sect, um, Restricted from the type of projects you want to get involved, with, the type of music you want to sing, is there? Do you find like sometimes that you want to self-express through music, but feel that you can't because um, in the in the in the music industry that you find yourself in? I mean, there's always, uh, I guess, there's always certain restrictions, but I try to, you know, my perspective has to be that that I'm in the best position that I could be, and I'm just enjoying and loving what I'm able to do. Um, so I try not to focus on restrictions. You know, obviously. You know, if I can target a more secular market, I mean, there's hundreds of millions of Americans. There's there's so many people out there. The Jewish market is very small. Um, there's only a certain amount of I mean, there are plenty of Jewish weddings and plenty of Jewish concerts. Right. But, you know, there are bigger opportunities in the secular market. But, you know, that would compromise all of my, you know, my my family life, my my being a Jewish Orthodox singer would be totally compromised if I would jump into the secular market. So, yeah, there are restrictions there, but like I said, it's all about perspective and appreciating the opportunity that I have, you know, for where I'm at. There's plenty of plenty of events to go around, plenty of concerts. So, thank God. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, and there are anything coming up in in the, in the future that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, we got Hanukkah coming up in a couple of a uh, couple of months. And uh, I got a lot of got a lot of events. Hopefully, Boca, Miami, um, Los Angeles, wow. in the Valley. I hope it works out. Guys, call me. We're gonna work it out. And uh, where else? Mexico, maybe. Wow, that would be really cool. Um, what else we got? Um, and a couple of got- New York, New York events. Wow. So Hanukkah's gonna be busy and. Um, yeah, I mean, always booking I've, events. That's incredible. I mean, Morty, it's really. I mean, I've really appreciated. It. Like you mentioned we've been. You know, we've. We, I've. I've known of you for for many many years, but we've gotten close over the past couple of years through different projects and such. And more recently, like you mentioned, the the friends video, and I've really came to really appreciate you as an individual, like <laughs> as like you know taking away all the glitz and glamour, just right. like you know I get this phone call from from Mordechai um, saying like, hey, this is a song we're doing a song called Friends, and it's the concept of uh, just you know just having a good time, appreciating the friends in one's life and like who they are and how they they affect us in a positive way. Love it. I mean, it was a hit from the get go, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just want to you know just uh, get a get a RV and. 
and uh, go with some friends and uh, go on a road trip. Right. I'm like, count me in, man. <laughs> like, this is right up my alley. Yeah, you were perfect. I mean, right from the get-go, I was like, I got to call Mary Kay because, like, this is so your jam. Yeah. So your jam. You asked me, like, what should we do? I'm like, um, hmm, skydive. <laughs> right. And that was... That you was, did bring that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was that was amazing. And um, we, I know initially we want to try to do the RV. Yeah, um, the RV. That was a... That, but everything was, a, was out Everything has a story. It all worked out. I, every, I tried to get an RV. I was scammed. Guys, when you're renting an RV... Just watch your, watch yourself, okay? There's a lot of scammers. It was bad, but we ended up getting that. You hooked us up with that bus, yeah, which was epic, and the skydiving. I remember, like, people keep asking me, like, did your wife? She was cool with that, and I was like, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't gonna tell her at first because I just wanted to like make sure that I could do it for the for the video, and um, you know. So finally, one of my friends told me like his wives aren't letting his wife isn't letting him go. So I said, you know, I should probably ask my wife. So I went up to her and I was like, so on the trip, you know, I just wanted to go over some of the, some of the deets with you, some of the activities. I'm like, we're going to be going like, um, you know, we're going boating and we're going like hiking and we're getting a bus and we're going skydiving and we're going to be eating and we're going to be doing like. <laughs> slip it in Yeah, there. I just slipped it. I slipped it right <laughs> the in. fine print on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, what? What did you say? Uh, skydiving? And then there was like a pause. And she's like, that's awesome. I'm like, what? Wow. What? Are you oh, kidding me? Wow. You don't care about Mr. my Shapiro, life? you're a rock star. You don't care about oh, me? Yeah, I got mad. I'm like, what about, you know, my friends don't like. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I'm so glad she let me go. And uh, it was like ridiculous. Wow, yeah. That ridiculous. Was, that was amazing, man. I'm, I'm excited for many more adventures with you, Yeah, Marty. me too. Me Seeing too. where you go and how you're growing. And it's really incredible to see how your impact you're having um, on the world at large and the community. And it's really inspiring. And happy to have you in my life, man, and have you in a friend. Thank you for being here today. Mayor, thanks for having me, bro. I yeah. love chilling with you. Uh, <laughs> and I can't wait for the next time. Amen, amen. Um, and hey, uh, give a shout out to all the people who are listening to where they can find you on social media and such. Morty Shap on Instagram. My name is Morty Shap on Instagram and Facebook. And um, I never really got into Snapchat that YouTube? much. YouTube, obviously. Uh, Mordechai Shapiro. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Amazing, amazing. MordechaiShapiro.com, my website. I don't know. Try to do a little of this, a little of that. What's yours? You have a website? Yeah, com. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. But uh, hey, dude, I really appreciate it, man. Morty Shaf here, guys. And uh, thank you all for listening, sticking through this amazing episode with Mordechai Shapiro. Remember, be the cause for positivity in the world that you find yourself, in your own world, in your community, in the world around us. Thank you so much for all those who made it to the end of this podcast. Big, big thank you to our guest today, Mordechai Shapiro. What a legend. I had so much fun today with him. I love this man. And I can't wait till his next song drops. It, each one is a hit. You can find Mordechai Shapiro online, on YouTube, on uh, Facebook, and of course on Instagram. Uh, check out his music it'll make you dancing it'll make you smile good vibes and Morty we definitely gotta go on another road trip soon can't wait and you yes you the listener thank you for being here and listening I appreciate it don't forget to subscribe and give back feedback I love to hear what you thought how you thought whatever you think share it with me I'm here to learn love to step up my game on the podcast and of course if you have any suggestions of who you'd like to hear and see on the podcast let me know I say see because we have a YouTube channel with the podcast on it as well so feel free to go check it out on the Mayor K YouTube channel and like I always say stay positive be happy I'm Mayor K and have a great day